Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating and love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the dating podcast that you're listening to in your ears right now. Did you like my legitimate cheers, Liza? I was very impressed. It was very, very resonant, very echoey. I dug it. I'm drinking water because I have a quarantine hangover, which always make me feel really, really bad about myself. Um, well, but I'm excited for your for your wine. Yeah, I'm excited for my wine too. It's it's quite a big pour because date 13 was like you know you guys used to be fun on the podcast and you haven't been lately, <laughs> especially with my West Coast to your East Coast. I never have a beverage while podcasting. And you know what? It's the holiday season. So I thought, why not drink this <laughs> wine glass the size of my head? Ah, fuck yeah. I mean, you've got a turtleneck, you got a glass of wine, you're really serving holiday realness. Our first December episode. Wait, is that true? No, this it was December last week too. Was it? It's all oh. going by too quickly. Well, it's the first time we're recording together and it's December. And there are twinkle lights just kind of splashed all across my um, you know, curtain rod and desk. I was just telling Liza that it's getting into the holiday spirit. I'm not obsessed with Christmas normally. I'm not one of those Christmas heads. But this year, I'm just like, give me more greens and then lights and then sparkles. And let's let's watch holiday things. And you know what? I'm leaning all the way in. And I have to say, I've set up my little desk in my little corner that is usually a little bit depressing with all of these twinkle lights. And it helps me even in the middle of the day when it's sunny outside <laughs> just to have a Fuck little yeah. bit of, you know, a change of scenery. I'm about it. I recently bought a thing on Amazon. I bought like a little sun lamp on Amazon that is like a round orb and it kind of like it's not one of those like weird flat LED panels, which I used to have. Um, but I know it's now this like pretty glowing orb thing that has like the sun lampiness that makes you like produce vitamin D. Um, and I'm obsessed with it. I just sit in front of it all the time. I put it on the ground and do yoga next to it. I'm like soaking up all of that. Um, which is not twinkle lights, lights, but I feel similarly. Like I'm trying to embody. <laughs> I I feel some that kind it's... of like good lighting setup for life. Oh yeah, that sounds better than twinkle lights. I I'm now I want one. Also, it would be great to mention in our gift guide, which we are doing today. We will go over our agenda, but I'm with you, Liza. I feel like any warm light, lots of candle lighting. I just need to feel cozy. It's if I'm yeah. stuck inside, I've gotta feel cozy and totally and it's dark all the time this is a dumb question is it getting what time is it getting dark there i oh is it i it, it feels like it's worse here even tony has been like well this i didn't realize this happened even though he's visited me before this is his first winter living here it gets dark by the sunset is like i feel like 4 35 or it was at the worst it's yeah it's only it's, it's very early in the evening now and it's been dark for what feels like two hours um 
I, it's, I don't always, I, I feel like I'm always trying to look at the maps and understanding why it gets darker in California and I won't embarrass myself right now, but it does feel even worse than I remember like Boston feeling, which always felt a little worse than New York. I don't remember. It's just depressing. It's horrible, man. I get, I fucking get so bummed out this time of year, not because of holidays, but because of the straight up darkness and it's such a bummer. And I feel like doing holiday stuff would combat that, but we're going to talk about holiday stuff. Maybe that will oh, combat yeah, our it. Our agenda. Our agenda. Yes, we are. We're, we're doing going a solo ep today. We are. We felt that it was the time to do like some holiday, like as we're speaking, um, Holiday vibes need to come into the pod as well. So we thought a gift guide would be perfect for this week because I I actually have been having fun looking for gifts for people, which is not something I usually enjoy. But before we get to that, we will do our normal content consumption corner or consumption corner, but I, I love adding a third C when I feel like it. Uh, we will talk about a few listener questions. I think the, the big trend in anyone's mind right now is when is life going to go back to normal and what is worth getting invested in, whether it's a relationship or just like a friendship or a, I don't know, any hobby, uh, because everything is so weird and shitty right now. So we will do those listener questions. Liza and I were both thinking about times in our lives when we were like, what's the point of dating and otherwise? So we'll share some of our our, you know, our wisdom from our 32 years. Uh, and then we will get into the gift guide and wrap with a very short Reddit ship just for giggles. Totally. But I think we also have some bit, some pod biz first. Also, mm-hmm. I like how we were like, we're going to do holiday spirit. And I'm like, I hate this time of year. It's dark. Um, I mean, it's right. I will become more spirited as we talk about it. But we uh, have plenty of pod biz. Number one is um, we have a, an announcement coming up. Should I talk about this? I mean, yeah, let's go for it. We let, okay, at great. least tease it, you know. Yeah, totally. So we have a new dater, which is very exciting. Um, we've been, you know, talking to people and bouncing ideas around and trying to find the right vibe. And we are really, really excited to introduce you to this person um, <laughs> probably in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, related to that, this this is very exciting for us. And you all, I'm sure, would love to hear more about dates rather than Liza and I just kind of waxing poetic about the TV we're watching. But, you know, as we introduce this new dater, we also still really welcome anyone who wants to come on to the pod, send us a voice note. I tried to set up a literal hotline through like the Google phone thing, but I, I got nervous so if you want to talk about your dating experience your 2020 what you're baking this winter literally anything if you want to send us a little voice note we're thinking about you know both just doing some compilations of all these fun tidbits or just having you on um people have reached out already and we think it would just be great to hear from more people about this weird weird awful year especially when it comes to dating and loneliness 100%. 100%. Or, or your so, happiness would be happy to hear about too. <laughs> yeah, or like good stuff or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, if you have anything or even if you want to like send in a question via vo- voice note for us to talk about, like we're going to do a couple of listener, talk about a couple of listener questions in a little bit. Um, any of that is really fun. And you can send those to 51 at gmail.com. 
Um, and while you're at it, you can follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. You can join our secret Facebook group. You can subscribe subscribe to our Patreon for only $1. You get all of our bonus content, which right now is Bachelorette recaps. Yeah, we uh, just... season we, is fucking fire. So. We're having fun over there. We know we're not like, you know, popular enough of a podcast to like totally drive business to our Patreon necessarily. I mean... We love you all dearly. So we wanted to make it as close to free as we could while still keeping it on a little special platform. That's a little more fun. Um, So check that out. And what else? Do we have more pod biz? Well, we have one more pod biz. We are doing a holiday giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) We need some sound effects. I know we do. Sparkles, twinkles. Uh, we are going to give away a vibrator because what is more in that spirit? But also in the spirit of this podcast, we're going to be a little bit self-serving about it. So our holiday giveaway of a Lilo vibrator. Liza, what's it called again? Yes, it's the Lilo Soraya Wave. It's kind of... Um, if you if you We've talked about Lilo before on this podcast. They're an incredible, really like sex-positive... Um, uh, I mean, of course they're sex-positive. They're a sex toy company, but they're... <laughs> Um, their mission is just really cool and they're really about sexual empowerment and sexual wellness and um, this uh, particular toy we're giving away is the Soraya Wave. It's their version of the rabbit sort of Um, and they're very fancy and pricey and I have one and highly recommend it. Um, So it's a really cool thing. We will ship it to you with also a handwritten love note Mm -hmm. and um, all you have to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't yet. If you have already, you could tag us in your story. And whichever route you choose, just take a screenshot of that. If you tag us in your story, I'll also be keeping track of them. But if you, you know, just in case we fuck it up, if you want to send that screenshot to 51firstdatespod at gmail.com, we'll do our thing where we will randomly select one of you to win this vibe and we will send it to you and you can gift yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but. For sure. And we're going to do that. You have a couple weeks. We're going to probably do that drawing at the beginning of January. So we'll mention it in the next couple episodes. Um, so you have a little bit of time. But please do write those reviews. Tag us. Send us a screenshot. It's going to be great. And you may be able to get this very, very fancy sex toy. Yes. And we do really appreciate it. We want to give back uh, to you all. But we appreciate all the reviews anyways that you so generously write. This isn't a big, you know, lucrative line of work for us. So it means a lot. And those reviews and especially recent reviews get new guests we ask to come on, get their attention. They see like, oh, good these women aren't just like saying random crazy shit I don't want to be involved with so thank you in advance well some people might think that yeah I mean maybe that's true uh (laughs) I mean at least it's not like this podcast proclaims to be about dating but is really about aliens and their existence or whatever maybe they do exist yeah I mean 2020 is not over anything can happen (laughs) those fucking metal things are appearing in the desert oh yeah the Um, monoliths the, the monoliths the, well, didn't we confirm UFOs this year? I think we did, but we were all too busy with all the other trash fires that were being put out or trying <laughs> sounds to sounds like it could have happened. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, should we do our consumption real quick? Yeah, let's do consumption corner. Liza, what are you consuming? Oh, man. Okay, well, I just literally just like 20 minutes ago finished Murder on Middle Beach, Ugh. which you recommended to me. 
And it was <sighs> so fucking good and also like oh, so hard to watch and so like gut wrenching. And I am just the ending. It's funny because like the ending was a perfect mix of like some satisfaction and then it's not and it's whatever. But it, it was just so well done and powerful. It was so well done. I feel like that. I don't know. The It's a four episode series and we won't spoil anything. But like it becomes clear once you've seen three episodes that probably there's not a very specific answer to who killed this documentarian's mother. And so, so I was, I don't know. I think I, I'm going to spoil it, so I won't say more. I think they did an incredible job with the last episode by like wrapping the story up. It's incredibly emotional. I was sobbing, weeping. I just, it's so well done. Um, and yet, I don't know. It's, even though there's not, a ton of answers, I will say. Hopefully that's not too spoily. No. But also there are some. It mm-hmm. was it's really cool. Like I have never seen anything like it and I'm a true crime fanatic. I watch so much true crime. So to to watch something where I'm like, "Oh, I truly have never seen anything like that" was really fucking cool. Um so I watched that. I watched the entire two seasons of Are You the One? that were put on Netflix. Liza. Did you see that these went on hit Netflix? I did. Of course. Okay. You know, it's like, it's Friday, right? Like, what are they going to serve me on Netflix? Are they going to serve me Mank? Like, what's my taste like? Nope. I had to dig for Mank and I didn't even watch it. And that's another story. But they served me Are You the One right on the top. So I was like, oh, my consumption has gotten V embarrassing. However, I started Are You the One, the, I guess the first season, if they have more than one. Um, yeah. When, do you, when did that first season come out, Liza? I think it was like 2013 or something. I'm actually okay. not positive. Because I, I meant I to look actually, it up. I could easily Google it. Sorry. I just, no. I was like, oh, this is, first of all, it's bonkers. Second, the fashion was like at least 20. Insane. If not. Yes. <laughs> like, it, hilarious. It's funny because I want to do an Instagram stocking hole of a bunch of the cast members. And like so many of them look so different now. And it was hilarious. But um, it's just, it's my favorite dating reality show. It's batshit crazy. And I actually hadn't seen the first two seasons because, like, they're not super widely available. I think there's 10 seasons now, maybe, or nine. So I've seen, like, five of them, maybe five or six. So these were two of the ones I hadn't seen. So I was like, fuck yeah. And I just destroyed them. Um, so that was bringing me an enormous amount of joy this week. High recommend. People, some people are chatting about it. Have been chatting about it in the secret Facebook group. Um, it's like it's just such hot, delicious garbage. So I watched that. I just started um, the new season of Big Mouth, which I'm a huge fan uh, of. It's also it's so good. Yeah, like they're just so fucking funny, and like I can never get over. I love things that just like intentionally try to gross you out. Like I have a really disgusting sense of humor. Like I like feeling I let it, th- it does things don't gross me out that often so it, I, I imagine this is how some people feel about scary movies where they like they really want to be scared I like want to be grossed out because I have like a high threshold for it and that show just does it and I love it it's just so brilliant even just like every time I watch the amazing opening credits it's just so smart that it's animated and then can go there with certain things I mean and just it's season four now so it's just a very impressive project overall it doesn't quit being great and yes yeah we were so funny yeah um 
we're consuming then, a lot oh of God, the same thing. I watched a lot of content this week. It's, I was in a I was in a like a lull, a life lull this week. So I really destroyed some serious TV. Proud um, I got high and watched The Da Vinci Code. Wow, wow. that's a bad movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's truly like it. That this is the thing that like Hulu served it up to me, and I started watching it, and then Jeff wasn't watching it, and then he like. 10 minutes in he sat down and then we watched the whole thing and the whole time we were like this is trash and we but we couldn't look away it doesn't make any sense it was like the most um fun I've had just like it was such a fun like garbage hate watch it sounds Um, delightful (laughs) it was the perfect thing where you're when you're like a little high and you're scrolling and you're like, what am I going to watch? And then I was like, oh, I'm fucking watching this. And then you're um, like fucking Robert Ebert. You're like, I'm a critic and this is so bad. And yet you're having a good time. and Fully. Mm. And then I started looking up reviews. It has like 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. It just, I was, we were like, while the movie was going on, we were reading horrible reviews to each other. Um, so that's been my content consumption. It's been lowbrow. It's been extensive. <laughs> it's been... I mean, I'm I'm proud of you because I'm proud of myself, too, because I've been consuming so much because we're literally not allowed to leave our homes here in L.A. Yeah, Just oh kidding. We can walk around the block and go to the supermarket. It's all very confusing. But also the pandemic is real and I will do what I can to not be a problem. So that said, I feel like it's early days of the pandemic. So it's like throwback to March where I was like, stay inside, watch things. Plus, it's a bit cooler again it's LA and I'm a baby I guess but to Liza your earlier point it also gets dark so early so it's like well what do we do we watch so hunker down it's that time fucking year so I watched pretty much everything you watched plus um I started the flight attendant on HBO Max and I'm so sorry to say that I love a show that Kaylee Cuoco's in and like I, I can't help it I'm only three episodes in because we are saving it. We're not trying, which actually might be halfway through. I'm not, I don't remember how long it is, but it's like we saw there aren't that many episodes. Don't binge it, you know? It's a very. Fuck, that's been high on my list. Yeah. Because you recommended it and I was like, fuck, I need to whatever. And I watched the Da Vinci Code instead. Why did I do that? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think, and again, I'd love to hear what people think of this show because I was like, it's it's HBO Max. It's not, which obviously is HBO, but it's like branded max original versus hbo so was very curious especially not a fan of kaylee cuoco's probably because i don't watch her shit i had no idea what it was going to be like but i kept seeing people say that it was very good so i would say go into the first episode not knowing a lot about it and the tone is super unique our dear friend sarah winter said that she heard it was a lot like the closest thing was maybe search party and I would say yes because I was having trouble figuring it out um but it's it's entertainment and Mm. I'm into it right now so great I recommend she also is very well suited to this part I'm like oh shit she's good like this is the part for her um all right again I I it's it I, I don't know what I'm saying but I like it a lot tight that's up next like first first on my queue starting tonight after this it's wild like I am doing nothing in the past week I've really been doing not a lot other than consuming content and I still am like oh I need and I need more time to consume content 
Well, it feels like we are getting a new wave of content or something. Or HBO yeah. Max is just like my new favorite streaming service. I can't totally. stop being on it. Everything I, Same. everything we're talking about other than Big Mouth is on HBO Max, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, this is not an ad. But And it's funny. For a while, I felt like there was nothing good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, there's like 12 shows I want to watch. And they all seem kind of good. And I'm like excited about them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, another one that I've only seen the first episode of, but I want to recommend to you and to others so maybe we can talk about it together is How To with John Wilson. Have you heard of this, Liza? No. It's Nathan Fielder's The Producer. It's, and I'm, I again, have only seen the first episode. I'm totally blanking on the main filmmaker's name, but it's all, you must watch it. It's a, like, the camera is the point of view. Sorry, what, what's that called again? Like, he you don't see the main character it's a reality okay. show it's unscripted he's mm. going through new york um and narrating like a how-to each episode and again i've only seen the first one so it's it's all about making small talk the first episode so it's really interesting it's like point of view of the filmmaker just like i had to look up immediately how did they get all these releases for these people just in new york it's it's from an editing perspective, just like pretty amazing. I'm not really pitching it well now, but it's incredibly vulnerable. Like, you know, it makes you laugh, but it makes you like feel a lot of things. Highly recommend what is it checking on? it out. What, like, now, what I think it's also on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Or HBO. It's HBO. It's very cool. I didn't do a good job Killing pitching it. it, but it's only, it's because I've only seen one and I just would say watch it. Um, okay. It's amazing. It's like, uh, uh, I'm not doing a good job, but it feels like uh, if you, it's just so, it's like they're a very different kind of filmmaking. It's very original and very, very good. Um, cool. And on the other end of the spectrum, meaning Hulu, not HBO Max, I watched finally the happiest season and I fucking loved it. <laughs> yes. It's, I think it's like s- such a good rom-com. Yes, to be fair. So this is, we haven't had a good holiday new rom-com movie in a minute, in my opinion. So maybe I'm just not consuming them. And if you're unfamiliar, Clay Duvall directed this. It has got an amazing ensemble cast. um, And it's the first studio release of a a holiday movie with a lesbian couple as the, the central couple. Or maybe LGBTQ at all. I should know that, but I don't. And again, I like without getting into exactly what it should or should not have done because I just don't feel qualified. I just thought it was a really fucking sweet story with a lot of LOLs. And I don't know. I really recommend it. <laughs> we should definitely yeah, do a Patreon about it or, you know. Same. Like, I, I thought it was so cute and good and rom com and like rom-coms, I think by definition are not like great movies or super realistic, you know? And and again, I I know there's some people have some complaints about or not complaints, some like very legitimate beefs with the ending. Mm-hmm. But I it, the ending to me felt like a rom-com and I was really loving that it was just a typical fucking rom-com that was like fun and kind of dumb and kind of simple and like you sort of knew the beats that were going to happen but it, but I really liked the characters and I cared about them and it was like funny and there was like some good I don't know I just was like it just checked all the rom-com boxes for me and I I haven't seen a movie I have not seen a good rom-com in such a long time like can't remember the last time 
So yeah. I was I was into it. I was into it too. And I think last week I was like, I don't know. I just keep seeing on like Twitter that people have lots of feelings about how it ends up. But I was, again, I'm with you, Liza. And I think, I mean, I think it could have gone different ways and I would probably still be satisfied. But like just those kind of performances, just like rich people at Christmas time, <laughs> just like falling apart a little bit is really fun to watch. For real. And also, this is a very random actor to be obsessed with, but I'm obsessed with the actor who plays the mom, Mary Steenbergen. Oh, she's like, unbelievable. Oh. She just makes everything she's in better. She's also the mom in Elf. And yep. she's Step in, I mean, she's brothers. in so much stuff. Yeah, she's in Step Brothers. Yeah. She's in. She, she's she's in married to Ted Danson, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's just like so fucking funny and good and has such a weird, like, ineffable quality that I just can't stop watching her, but she's very, like, She's both like very graceful and like beautiful and poised and also like kind of derpy. It's she's just so delightful and I love everything she's in. She's incredible and she I she shines in this movie. Just the I LOL'd a lot and it was mostly at everything she said. She's so perfect funny. for that part like the conservative mother. I just yes. a little neurotic. It was yeah, but who you Chef's like, kiss. even though, yeah. like, she's being kind of an asshole, you're like, but I still like you because, like, your your vibe is cool. I don't know. Like, she, you're Mary Steenburgen. Like, you're just always cool and everything. Yes. Um, I excellent. love the line that Dan Levy had when, this is not a spoiler at all, but when he came in and, like, saw the mom and whatever and was like, uh, we need to leave. And also, she's fabulous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, That's how everyone feels about Mary Steenburgen. It's like, she's incredible. Yeah. It's, oh, see, I, like, I feel warm thinking about it. I want to watch it again. again. I just, I feel, I feel very, like, again, not a big Hallmark or a Lifetime holiday movie person. And then I saw this, and this is not like those. P.S. This has a, is, production quality is very different. But it made me want to watch more holiday movies, which is like, so Fully. weird for me. Yes. If I'm able to be around my family on Christmas, I may pitch, like, with all COVID stuff, we're going to be, like, getting tested in this, whatever. But if we are able to be in the same place, I'm going to pitch, like, this being our Christmas night movie. You know, like, you're tired, whatever, throw it on. Like, everybody can kind of watch it. It's kind of fine for the kids. It's fine. You know, it's, like, it's a good good vibe. Agreed. Yes. We should, if people watch it, we should do, I don't know if we should do a Patreon, but... Or we could do other holiday movies. Just tell us. It would be fun to do a breakdown or maybe we'll do it on an upcoming up. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. But Love that. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, okay. That was long, but it's it's okay. <laughs> it's a bit that Well, way. it's a good, we've had a good week of consuming. Yes. Um, should we potentially take just a very quick break and then be back with our listener questions? Yeah, that sounds good to me. BRB. And we're back. Here we are. We are going to read a question from the secret Facebook group that we got permission, don't add us, <laughs> to read. And I just thought it was like very relatable, insightful. And again, I think we want to just keep bringing you the the most relevant dating content in this time because it's such a weird time and dating is literally dangerous. Um, but I will read it. This may be an unpopular hypothesis, but do you think it's even possible to assess compatibility and form lasting connection during the pandemic? It slowly dawned on me that even if I run the gauntlet of video dates, distance dates, and meet someone I like, I can't really meet his friends, family, travel, dine out, visit beloved places, any of those organic ways of getting to know a whole person. The COVID context sets an artificial bubble. I'm in Michigan, and everyone's life 
rhythms have been disrupted. There's even gasp, incentive to stay together perhaps longer than one would otherwise um, because meeting new people is so hard and risky. I wonder if folks who formed attachments during this crazy Sorry, I wonder for folks who formed attachments during this crazy season if that will translate to life post-COVID. I was seeing someone since the summer and it ended recently. With the current executive orders and virus counts in my community plus this thought, I'm seriously thinking of just focusing on myself, friends, and family till there's critical mass of vaccinated folks or till I'm vaccinated. I'd appreciate the community's thoughts on this. Thanks. Oh, that's so real. I mean... It's funny because I feel like I've had some version of this conversation with every single one of my friends who are single and heard it from a lot of listeners too. Like I think every single person is feeling this way right now and some people who are not single. I think there's people in relationships who – I know some people in relationships who would kind of like to be out of their relationships but it's just too tricky right now. Um, The very real like – impact this has on your think on on being able to think about your romantic life in the long term is really huge um that being said I think I don't know what do you think Kimmy because I want to hear your your perspective no I I mean mine I like saw this posted saw lots of thoughtful responses but just felt like it was very vulnerable very insightful very real and uh I again, have not been single in a pandemic, but have been single most of my life until now. And <laughs> I haven't been single in a pandemic. Like, like what the fuck? That's because pandemics aren't supposed to happen. I'm usually single, right? And I feel like I've even had this thought outside of a time like this without these hurdles. Just, you know, is this even working? Do You know, what should I do? So it just kind of like breaks my heart. It's just the hardest year on the books for being you know either in an unhappy relationship or just being in a situation where you're isolated and wanting to date but can't wanting to find partnership but can't um you know I think just kind of starting at the top do you think it's even possible to assess compatibility and form lasting connection during the pandemic that is the part I don't know the answer to 90-day fiancé or, like, people who have had long-distance relationships would say that, yes, you could form a lasting connection. I would say then, okay, 90-day fiancé is not the best example, but let's just say you you meet someone and it's a long-distance relationship for the beginning. The complications or are we truly compatible do usually come into play later when you finally get together in person or you finally meet each other's people outside of, uh, you know, zoom dates or what have you i i think i i'd like to think it's possible but part of me if i'm talking if me kimmy was having the same question right now about dating like i think my gut would be like uh is this worth it to keep going down this path of we can't even spend time with each other's people or go out and travel or try new restaurants together because so much of how I read other people personally is through those things, which I know is hypocritical because we're always talking about ways to date during the pandemic. No, I mean, I think that's completely true. I I think it is possible only because I've seen enough people now like 
start dating during the pandemic and form a meaningful connection. So I think it's possible just based on that. Um, I do think it's harder and it's also like a little bit higher risk because you don't know these things, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't know how someone's going to be socially. You don't know if they're mellow to travel with. You don't know if they're nice to waiters, you know, all of these things that you are not sure of are really big things. So I think there is a, a significant risk that you could get close to someone and then take it, you know, post vaccine. And when things are open up a little bit more in the spring and summer, hopefully, um, you could get to that point and realize like there is a big gap in compatibility. However, I will say that I think that's possible at any time with any relationship. I think that's usually what happens in relationships. You know, all the relationships you have that don't work out, like you date them for a while until you realize there's a mismatch in compatibility. And sometimes that happens in a month and sometimes that takes years um, to really understand. So I think that like, well, this is an extreme example of that. It is, um, it is a concern that is always applicable to relationships in and out of quarantine. Um, It's just a little bit more heightened now. All of that being said, I also just think it's like way fucking harder. And if you don't want to deal with the hurdles, you shouldn't. Like Mm -hmm. ultimately, hopefully, like fingers fucking crossed, we can be at some level of normalcy in like six months um, if, you know, people are smart about taking the vaccine and if um, the vaccine, um, the vaccines that are being, you know, shown to be effective are released in the timeline that these companies are indicating they will be like, we could be close to the end of this. So if you're like, yo, fuck this, I just want to ride out the rest of the pandemic, like, in bed watching tv in my sweats like that's probably the choice i would be making right now and i don't think you should feel any like guilt or weirdness or like oh i'm missing out oh i should be dating oh i should be pushing forward with my life because everything's my timeline's been derailed like i think that you should give yourself a lot of grace to to be like this is not for me but i also think you're allowed to feel hopeful that it is possible to form connection yeah liza i think Yeah, I feel like I want to amend my earlier hyper negativity because... No, not at all. That's why I wanted you to go first because I was like, I I don't know. I I feel like I see both sides of this in a big way. Agreed. And I also think I'll reread the... There are kind of two paragraphs to this note. Um, So the listener was seeing someone since the summer and it ended recently. With the current executive orders and virus counts in my community, plus this thought, I'm seriously thinking of just focusing on myself, friends, and family till there is, you know, a critical mass of vaccinated folks, et cetera. I feel like you know the answer for you. So she was seeing someone since the summer and it ended recently. So I think this question is more about like trying to establish connection again. And almost like pandemic aside, like – I would be even it doesn't I don't know anything about this relationship or you know how intense it was or what the ending was like but it sounds to me like it there is a part of you that does just want to focus on you friends family and I think this is a really unique opportunity I have to keep reminding myself to connect more with friends and family even though we can't be in person and that mm-hmm. is so much easier said than done I talk about who I'm going to call every week you know an extended family or it feels hard I'm try- like I really want to do some pen palling, you know. We can get into that, 
But I think for your specific situation, to me, it sounds like, you know, you kind of want to focus on yourself. Liza's right. We actually have a light at the end of the tunnel in, you know, knock on wood in this country, in the U.S. Some of you listening in Australia are back to normal life and we love you and we're glad you're safe and we're jealous. Uh, But I think if you're maybe thinking about, you know, just to like not think about this person you were dating. Again, I don't want to project to this. If I were in your situation and maybe I was still thinking about that person or feeling lonely for, you know, total normal reasons and just wishing I could do the normal like rebound and date thing. But the video dates weren't doing it for me because I was looking for something more long term. I would give dating a break. Like I would give it a solid like night night. We'll we'll pause. We'll put the pause on dating and just you can always go back on the apps or start doing video dates again if if you find yourself craving that for other people who are just like kind of I feel like when I started this podcast I was looking to just like go on dates and get less afraid and stop judging myself worth based on each person I met for me and this podcast 51 first facetimes it could have been we (laughs) Like, I feel like if you're in that kind of mode of dating in your life where you're like, I just want to get out there and, you know, meet new people, fuck where it goes, then maybe this is a really good time to date. I don't know. I'm saying many totally. things, but I yeah. I think for this, no. spe- yeah. Fully. And, and uh, agreed, like, for this specific listener, like, you also just went through, like, a breakup of sorts. And if you don't feel like dating after a breakup, that's super fucking normal and natural and like at some point you'll feel like it again and I think you can go easy on yourself and in terms of like when that is you know Mm -hmm. like one day you'll wake up and be like more interested in dating than you have been in a while and that's kind of I think how it goes after after a breakup um in and out of this these unprecedented times I mean they're truly unprecedented and this is not the only question like this we've gotten just people like how are humans supposed to know how to proceed about you know whether they can go out to dinner or not unless there's a law like and that's something that they're implementing different laws about <laughs> sorry this is really unclear I mean like that's hard enough to figure out in your own community I'm like wait what are we allowed to do again how are you supposed to know how to proceed with dating like there's no rule book and it's yeah, both both emotionally and then like your physical health risk. It's just like a really fucking shitty time to navigate. So you totally need to just listen to what you want to do. I say the same way I say I want to watch a show tonight and eat cookies. I do it. I don't know. Fully. Yeah. 100%. However, we have, you know, this is you're not alone. I'm and this is a really difficult time for so many people who listen to this podcast, I think, because Again, even, I don't know, even if you have a partner and you're not in a great relationship, that could be challenging in its own ways or something just a little bit more lonely to just not even being able to meet someone romantically right now. So Liza and I were both thinking we would share from our lives. Obviously, it wasn't pandemic related, but like when we, for whatever reason, paused from dating, whether it was like for me like, Ugh, I can't get over this person who keeps being really mean to me and breaking my heart or whatever it is. Like what we did to get ourselves distract distract ourselves or get ourselves out of the hole. Liza, what is your like kind of go-to when you are like trying to take a pause from r- focusing on romantic life? Oh, good question. I mean, I feel like it's been 
a mix of things, healthy and unhealthy. <laughs> Obviously, mm-hmm. I won't talk about the unhealthy ones. Um, but I think, like, in the same vein as what I was just talking about, I think that uh, the biggest the biggest thing I learned from therapy in general, and it's super applicable to this, is just not to be so hard on yourself. And that's way easier said than done. But I feel like in those times that I was that I was, I think, processing um, sadness between relationships, not that I like mark my life as relationship and not relationship or whatever, but especially out of relationships, not sure um, if I wanted to date, not sure like if I could date, if I was like emotionally ready to date. Uh, the times I have done that the most successfully have always been when I've managed to just be like, it's fucking fine and I'll figure it out and not, and like, you know, I can only do that for about an hour and then I start beating myself up again. But just practicing not being hard on myself has always been really, really um, helpful. And then I don't know. I'm trying to think of more like more um, specific things. I think a big thing for me was always putting stuff on the calendar that to be excited about Mm -hmm. with friends and and family. And obviously we can't really do that now. But I do think. Like, after a couple months of of getting, like, Zoom fatigue, I have been making, like you said, like, a lot of effort to just put fun things on the calendar and trying to to put together, like, game game nights and, like, things you can do virtually. And I feel like having some kind of a practice of just having one thing a week that you really look forward to, even if it's, like, not this is the healthiest practice, but, again, don't be hard on yourself. Even if it's, like, buying something. Mm -hmm. Like, I bought a candle this week. I was, like just kind of in like a bummed out low energy whatever mood and I bought a candle that our yoga studio makes that smells like our yoga studio and I've been wanting to buy it for a while because I just miss going to our yoga studio and uh but I like was like I don't want to spend $28 on a fucking candle that smells like a yoga studio and then this week I was like just fuck it I'm gonna just buy it and I've been like excited all week for it to arrive so I can do yoga with my little yoga studio candle burning and Fuck yeah, that is the yeah. energy of this last month of this hellscape year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like just having a thing that you can be excited about every week, even if it's as dumb as like buying yourself something silly on Amazon or like putting together, you know, a, a, um, a digital hangout or whatever it might look like, like having just one thing to look forward to is helping me get like from week to week to week. Yeah. And uh, it's truly so hard without something to look forward to without the, dis- the the normal distraction of friends or family or holiday. In years past, I'm sure we've sat on this podcast without a pandemic and said how hard the holidays were for other reasons. But I think to your point, Liza, yes, Zoom fatigue is real. I'm trying to be like, I can call people on the phone too. I, I honestly think that's just easier. Like, I can call my grandmother more often. I can be a pen pal to like some young people, the girls I used to babysit in New York, who I'm so terrible at remembering to FaceTime. And then they sort of have phones, but they don't. And, you know, start being pen pals. I'm, I'm actually like hold me accountable for this guys because I say all these things every week and then I'm like it's another week in 2020 but I think if you can invest yourself in family and friends which was like also this listener's idea um she wrote it like yourself family and friends there are ways to do it as much as it sucks that you can't be together in the normal ways uh that I do think for me would help kind of take the pressure off the romantic side when I think back to 
all of my darkest. We weren't dating, but I was like totally infatuated and just thought that because you kept texting me, it meant you were secretly deep down in love with me and going to come around sometime. This is, you know, my situationships. I feel like when those things finally like imploded and it was really, really dark times, I was never the person who was like, I'm going to go on a bunch of dates <laughs> until this podcast. But that was a little different. And I think the thing, and I've said it before, that always got me out of it was doing something. It's like having control over something in my life. So that could be in a healthy way, like doing a project, like I guess technically this podcast, though that had to do with also like my mom's passing and having a project. But Liza, I feel like we've we've shot shorts that we never really finished you were such a good friend to me like (laughs) we made like episodes of our really old web series and this is embarrassing that like you would let me put in a scene that was like cathartic somehow in my life and even if we never made these things or you're not going to write a book or whatever if there's like a secret dream project you've been wanting to do even just doing the outline of it or like picking up something like The Artist's Way which is a book that is very like oriented towards you write morning pages you do this each week it's you don't even have to be an artist but for me it's always about having like taking control and that's again specific to me but that could be learning something new that could be baking or cooking or I'm doing couch to 5k and like god damn it I'm not losing a single bit of weight but because there's a stupid app telling me to run this much on this day when I can check that box off I'm like I did that so that was many different things that I just threw out there. But no, it's great. I also think like winter is a, such a great time to do uh, doing one thing that you've been meaning to do forever feels so fucking good. It's like the best feeling in the world. So even yeah. if it's a small thing or like I remember a couple I, I was like pretty depressed a bunch of years ago and I did I had been wanting to read Marie Kondo's book, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I wanted to do the whole thing in my apartment, like the whole system top to bottom. And I did it. And I genuinely believe it changed my life. (laughs) Like full ass Kool-Aid drinker of like it changed so much about my mental health to feel like my home was under control. And I knew everything I owned and everything had a place that lived and I didn't have too much. And like all of that cleared up so much brain space for me. But I feel like everyone has a thing like that, like a thing they've been meaning to do. If it's creative or if it's something to take care of your home, if it's something to take care of your body and just doing it, even if it's the tiniest thing, like makes it's just such an endorphin hit and it can be really hard to find the motivation. But yeah, I think I totally agree. Like doing a project and like really doing it is so is so makes you feel so good about yourself yeah it's I feel that I'm getting old because now I'm like if I do one project especially on a weekend day let's say like without socializing being in the cards right now if I do one thing that I set out to do that Sunday like yesterday we'll talk about yesterday I then feel you know very proud of myself and later I'm like yeah take a tub or light that or buy that candle like I've been very into like kind of a little bit too expensive candles because it makes me feel nice uh you also feel like then again you don't need to do like a you know a woodworking project but if that's your thing do it and I guarantee you at the end of the day you're gonna be nicer to yourself and let yourself not worry about should I be on an app or should I be doing this or you're gonna just do whatever the fuck you want you're gonna watch you know elf and drink a cocoa. I don't know. <laughs> Do what you want. Mary Steenburgen. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it all, is that how you even pronounce her name? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's Steenburgen. 
Stay oh, I, that's true. That's true. I don't Who know. Knows? But anyway, she's a treasure. I, um, I, but, yes. Yeah. Um, I, are we, are we being, uh, toxically positive? Right we're now? being toxically positive and it's fucking disgusting. And <gasps> obviously, you know, join the secret Facebook group because there's a lot more wisdom in some of the comments on that post. And we're here for you all. And let us know if it's not working. If we're proposing really shitty things, <laughs> let us know. Um, Mm, okay should we do our gift guide let's do it let's do it let's do it you maybe this will help me figure out what to get people because I'm doing a bad job this year Uh, me too Liza me too um okay so we're we did a couple categories you and I are you know not the most produced you know podcast hosts and I feel okay with that even though this is a gift guide want to start with new relationship and then we can do longer term relationship then we can do BFF family self and we can kind of riff no pressure yes okay let's do it okay so we we got requests for new relationships and I think last year we might have been like this month to this month that like but if you're dating someone new in 2020 it's probably a very unique relationship because it may be online so we'll just call it new relationship Liza what are your thoughts when it comes to a newer relationship and the holidays Okay, so I think a good move is to get someone something nice for their apartment or their home because it's it's generic enough, you know, like it's it's something you would get for a host or a hostess or a, you know, an aunt or an uncle. Like it's something where you're not trying to be like let's get married and and you know, live together forever and die in each other's arms. Um it's like a little bit chill. Um I think like a plant is totally fucking fine mm-hmm. if a little generic but I was actually pitching this to, to a friend yesterday who is in a new relationship and was like what the fuck do I do about the holidays I think that like a classy option is to get someone like a nice coffee table book about something they're specifically interested in because mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of shows you've been listening and they have you know y- you paid attention to something they said some kind of like filmmaker or like architectural style or artist or like there's coffee there's beautiful coffee table books about everything Mm -hmm. and it's just like a nice thing to have in your home and you can personalize it a little bit so I feel like that's kind of a nice like classy but chill um gift I love that Liza I feel like there are so many things that may we may be like why are those always on gift guides are they trite gift ideas like a plant or a coffee table book or a candle. Again, I'm going to talk a lot about candles, but I fucking love nice candles. And yes, I recently had a Black Friday moment where I bought myself one. However, you even just talked about your $28 candle. Like it's hard Mm -hmm. to do that for yourself. So I actually think gifts like this or a plant, like things that are just like lightly too expensive to treat yourself with, but make your home so much warmer and nicer and cozier higgy style I think those are actually really good gifts for especially if they have some personal touch that's a very good idea on the coffee table book item I was thinking because I feel like a lot of people like Wes Anderson you know that Instagram account accidentally Wes Anderson yes they just did a pop-up store in the West Village that was massive I was like we can't do this in COVID there were like lines everywhere okay because I saw that they had a book and I thought that book could be nice if like yeah I think there's I think I actually own a Wes Anderson other coffee table book but like I just feel like like everyone has every 
lots of people are trying to figure out how to make money from their businesses. And this goes to my new relationship idea, which is similar in terms of like, it's not necessarily for their apartment, it's for their body, but something that you have in common. I'm really into restaurant merch. I feel like this could also go for Mm. friendships, but like a lot of restaurants here in LA and I definitely know in New York are, well, first of all, all restaurants are struggling right now, especially in cities that have been more restricted than others. Thank God, because this is a pandemic. Uh, But a lot of them have made really cool merch if they didn't already have merch and collaborated with people on, you know, different t-shirts, different, even if not merch, like goods. And I feel like there's a cool way to, if you're nervous about gifting something to someone, just get like a hat. Like here in LA, there's a place called Tacos 1986 and they have a really fucking cool merch. Or you get a, a John and Vinny's like pasta and sauce or whatever. Like I feel that the restaurant vibe because in other years I would recommend just take them out for drinks. Like these are holiday drinks or take them out to a restaurant they wanted to try. That's harder. You could Postmate. I just feel like that doesn't feel special because we're all Postmating all the time. Yeah. But if you could support a restaurant in another way and also it's a restaurant you both like or went to, I think you could do that while still being chill. Totally. And that's a that's also like a personalized thing. Like I feel like so many people have neighborhood restaurants they love and like I'd love if someone gave me a shirt of like my favorite like shitty little neighborhood bar. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that would make me really, really happy. And it's another sign of like, oh, you're listening. Like you you you're seeing something specific about me, but it's not like so deep and meaningful that anyone gets freaked out like no one handmade this shit like it's not like they didn't you know (laughs) it's just like a thoughtful like I thought of you I thought about a place that you like and thought you wouldn't you know it's like it's an I feel like it's totally like the right level of thoughtful and if you break up you're like well I just want to support the restaurants so fucking take it or leave it you know I'm just trying to keep my restaurants alive no hundred percent Okay, longer-term relationship, Liza, I need ideas. Help. Ah, uh, fucking same. <laughs> this is literally the one that I don't have any ideas for because I have I have no idea what to get Jeff. I really just wanted to get him a PS5, but I can't because they don't – they're, like, sold out everywhere forever. Um, so now I have to actually think of ideas. Um, they are sold – like, they uh, – yeah. There's no fucking way. Even yeah. as an employee of the larger parent company, they're, like, nobody can get one. It's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I was like, I have, I tried to set up like an alert to get like an open box from Best Buy. So if anyone returns them, but then I was like, no one's going to fucking return these. They're going to sell them on the black market if they don't want them Um, and make a ton of money. But actual long-term relationship, this is one I struggle with. And Jeff and I have been talking about this year because almost every year we get each other amongst, like we get each other some small physical gifts, but we usually each buy each other tickets to something that we really want to see. Right, 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 right. Which obviously is super not a thing this year. And it's kind of like a weird bummer because I genuinely don't know like what kind of like big gift to get. Um, That being said, I think that Getting someone something that is, I am digging into like high quality um, sweats and leisure wear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually not going to get these for Jeff, but I I gave this tip to his um, sister. But to get, I I was like, you should get him a really nice bathrobe, like an insanely nice bathrobe. And then like an outdoor voices, like sweat suit, like pants and shirt. Like, stuff, again, that is not stuff I would normally – like, I don't usually pay for, like, nice sweatpants, but 
in this year, I would really, really like to receive them. Yes, that's I think that's great because the other thing about and again, long term means many things. It can mean one year, two year. It can mean are you seven years, Liza? Where are we at? I mean, you're engaged. Engaged is different than long term, you know? (laughs) It's going to be seven soon. You've got to start. It it gets tricky because you're like, I know this fancy ass thing they want that I either can't get because it's the PS5 or like is just out of reach financially for me in this year. Me talking to myself. But it also is like you know each other so well that it's okay to gift someone really nice sweats because you both know they're really nice. And it's not, you know, like a year in giving sweats Sweats might be different. Do you know what I'm saying? In a pandemic, sweats are all all 100%. Like, it's not... I feel like you get the freedom to not give sexy gifts. Not, like... I'm not talking sexy, like, laundry. I'm talking sexy, like, a PS5 or whatever. Like, a a thing that's, like, got a ooh appeal. But, yeah, in, in the vein of, like something cozy that will make their day-to-day pandemic life better that maybe they wouldn't buy themselves because I think that's a a big thing with gift giving is like what's something cool that you wouldn't buy for yourself that's what I've been trying to think of a lot for like my parents and just you know it's uh it's that's something like special yeah I also think so I have two thoughts when it comes to this and neither of them have to do with what I'm gonna get Tony because I I'm not sure, but I just saw a wrapped present go under the tree for me, so I'm getting nervous. Um, I think you can go for a longer-term relationship. You can go the, – the, I'll start with you are able to do subscription gifts without it being weird. And this feels maybe like a, a gift category I didn't – maybe, I don't know, find the old episode. I probably said subscription gifts, but I imagine that I didn't feel as – enthusiastic about subscription gifts before the pandemic now something like a wine subscription from like a cool place like Helen's in LA or what like I think you could go to your local cool wine shop and maybe they'd have a way to do this or there are subscriptions online I won't recommend any but I think like the the happy medium is this place Helen's that is in LA that does this wine subscription gift and it's nice wines and they're quote unquote curated but that feels really fun to do for a few months for someone or longer totally and you keep getting surprised so I think that subscription could be you know lower key for a friend too it could be like for a film buff to the Criterion channel or movie like to a cool film service not Netflix you don't need to pay for someone's Netflix but I think I don't know there's something like, this is yeah do you oh, have sorry, any subscription ideas no no no. well I was thinking like this is a little bit analog and not everyone would love this um but I think like a paper uh like a magazine like a physical Ugh. magazine subscription is kind of a nice move because I get a couple magazines and I fucking love getting them and I really like reading them and I know it's like I'm an old lady and whatever but also I think that there's a lot of magazines that are incredibly nice to just have around like Travel and Leisure, Bon Appetit that are beautiful with like beautiful photography and like again it's something that's kind of nice to have out and Mm -hmm. we're all spending a lot of time at home we're all getting really tired of watching TV and staring at our screens like I don't like to read I the reason I like paper magazines is because it's not a screen I'm not looking at an iPad or whatever um and the New Yorker like yeah there's so many great like magazines about specific interests too like this is something Jeff got me earlier in us dating he got me a subscription to 
um, this British film magazine that's like incredibly well like written and curated and cool and beautiful and and I got it for a couple of years and like loved it um, and I just was like a very thoughtful again something I wouldn't have thought about getting myself and I really really enjoyed getting it and um, I think it can be a way to yeah like show you you are thinking about something specific about them trying to give them something to do the downside of that is you know you're really gonna know if they don't like it because you're never gonna see them reading it yeah <laughs> but then you can read it it's true you know well that's where I'm like subscriptions can work for like an established relationship because you sort of know them you'll know if they're not interested you could cancel it you could have that conversation mm-hmm. you could see, like it's, totally. it's more appropriate to not have something physical if it's like here's this weird printout that I made to tell you that I'm getting you all these nice wines, but they're totally. not here yet. <laughs> yes. Um, other side of that is kind of one-upping your game from restaurant merch in a new relationship is like getting a little picture of like a like all these artists like now New York, which I sent to Liza. She does these amazing like drawings of anywhere you want. You could send any place to her and she's like, very awesome at art and it feels nice to support an artist in this pandemic and I will link but now New York is the at now New York. That was such a fun gift to receive. No I'm not trying to shout myself out like no 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 it was I I was literally going okay I was gonna meant that was gonna be in my in my next category what I was gonna shout out. Well I mean there's something you recently got me that's gonna be in one of these categories as well so um but anyway let's not be gross uh I just think that like it it is fun to like have someone create something that's not tacky but is personalized and that could be a drawing of like your first date bar or whatever the fuck it is um yeah yeah 100 percent okay BFF BFF. time and friendship in general but like who are you really buying candles for if they're not one of your BFFs I mean candles for sure (laughs) presents candles on the mind I'm just gonna get a nice candle for everybody and call (laughs) it a goddamn day I'm gonna get everyone a Y7 candle they'll be like what the fuck is Y7 I'll be like it's my yoga studio don't you miss it so okay yes okay what um BFF. Okay, well, this is what I was going to shout out. I was going to shout out the, the Now New York print you got me. Um, Kimmy sent me this really beautiful print of one of my favorite bars. Uh, and it was just such a fun gift to um, to open and made me feel nostalgic for times when we could all go to bars together. And yeah, I feel like that's such a great idea, like a, a little a piece of art, um, something that's sentimental to the two of you. I also had a friend for my birthday a couple of years ago get a find a really cute like picture of us from when we were younger and get it framed I think using Framebridge or mm-hmm. and you send them the picture they print it out like you send them a digital thing and they print it out and you pick all the stuff and it looks really beautiful and very like um they have a lot of they just have a lot of really cool options like not a sponsor they're <laughs> in no way affiliated but it was just such a like you, you know in an era where we're we're all very digital with our photos, it was so nice to receive just like a nicely framed photo of me with one of my best friends. And it was just like a cute, silly photo. And um, I feel like, yeah, that vibe of like just a nice, a, a sentimental thing that that is about something that means something to the two of you um, potentially just could mean so much to people this year when we're all not seeing our BFFs. Yes, I think, I don't know. Also... 
it's such a good gift because it's both personal and then with framing. Sorry, again, Framebridge, not a sponsor. I haven't used them yet, but I keep wanting to. So maybe they should sponsor. That would be great. Thanks, Framebridge. Uh, but framing is such a pain in the butt. I haven't hung anything in my apartment because framing is one, so expensive. But I, again, I think if you so go expensive. through one of these direct consumer places, it's it's more affordable for like a gift. Getting a, f- a photo that's already framed, uh, it's just chef's kiss. It's unreal. Kind. Yeah, I did not I do put that it to on you, the wall Liza. Sorry, right I away. It was like, oh my God. No, not at all. It was just like, it was just such a unique, like, you know, it, it's it's just a smart little thing and it's it's easy. We all have so many photos in our phones and lying around and I don't know. I just thought it was like a smart, a smart little move. Very smart. Yeah, I think I won't go crazy because I feel like BFF could be so many things. It could be a subscription gift as well. It could be. A fucking bomb ass candle from like Deep Teak or one of these places where you're like, Mm-mm, can't do that to myself, but I can do that to a friend. Give them mm-hmm. a nice ass candle or Y7. Um, I think like really nice beauty treats. If a friend has had a particularly hard year or is a healthcare worker, this is the most extreme. It's something I've only had a sample of. I've never had the full thing because I believe it's like 150 to 180. But have you heard of Vintner's Daughter? Liza? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is actually incredible. I've only had the little sample given to me. It's a like serum. It smells incredible. Like some again, we don't have to be all spending that on all of our friends. But if someone's having a particularly bad year, just like that kind of shit. Also, I will shout out another non sponsor. Cameo. The service that gets celebrities to do shout outs to your friends. And it sounds so dumb. But I got one for a friend. Liza witnessed um, Shana Paul shouting out to our dear friend Sarah Winter. Um, it was incredible. Full Sean Paul. You know, she just particularly loves Sean Paul. Always has. It was perfect. I think there are some celebrities on Cameo doing an incredible job. And so it's worth checking out. If you have a friend yeah. who loves a particular Totally. Person. There's also like reality TV people that I would be psyched to get. There's drag queens. If anyone's into drag race, there's there's celebrity impersonators. We got we got my boss, a Tom Cruise impersonator, to congratulate him on the birth of his children, his twins. Like Amazing. just because it was 15 bucks and we thought it was funny, and it was it just was like it's a great idea. Like there's actually really affordable like things in there that can just be like a fun, cheap, fucking lol for for your friend who you miss. Yep. I think, yeah, BFFs, it's like the best part about friendship is that you can actually go across all these categories and none of it would be weird, which is like very unique for family yeah. relationships. It's never going to be like that. Totally. I think friendship is just like almost like treating yourself. Like what would you yeah. love? You that? could send them a vibrator. You could send them the Lilo you win yeah. from our giveaway. <laughs> you could. Like, any of it. Don't use it first. Just send it in the box. Yeah, in the box. <laughs> change our mind. Um, <laughs> love it. Gross. Um, I'm gross. Not family at all. Okay, family. Family's family broad. Won't I see. will be take full responsibility for this. I just said family. Yeah. No, I think that's useful. It's it's true. Okay, this is this is the one I'm struggling with. Yeah, because I want to get something meaningful, but also potentially like physically kind of small because it's like I'm gonna have to ship stuff. It's gonna you know it's gonna be like a a weird year. Like I don't know if I'm seeing my family. We're gonna be. It's going to be dependent on everybody's COVID status and testing. And if we can get tests, like we're all just playing it by ear. Um, So I'm trying to keep like the profiles low, but the gifts fun. 
I don't know that this necessarily matches what you just described, but it could in terms of not having to ship something. And it's something that when I was just talking about BFFs could be something I have in any category. It's true. Liza, you sent me a very, very luxurious treat from New York, from Emmy Squared, a place that I fucking love via Gold Belly. Again, not sponsored, but I can't tell you. I haven't gotten a Gold Belly yet. I maybe have. Okay, I've gotten one other. It was lovely. It was just from a place I hadn't heard of. It was like an LA place. Amazing cookies. It was fucking insane. But this was, I can't tell you the treat of getting something you know from the city you used to be in or a city that you love visiting in and getting it delivered to you. It's just, it's really, really thoughtful. And I've, because of you, I was inspired to send one. And I know it's, it's like a very fancy thing to do for someone, I will just say. And I was very grateful. And it's very both thoughtful and like, just delightful to receive as a gift. So I would shout oh, out Gold I'm so Belly. Glad you enjoyed, especially yeah, for families who can't be such together. a great. Oh, I I love I love that. And there are things that are, um, you can search by region, which is like the smartest thing. So you can look for. I became aware of it because, um, Jeff's sister, Jeff and I went to school in Chicago. Jeff's sister used to live in Chicago, and she ordered Lou Malnati's pizza, um, from Gold Belly, and I was like, oh my god, um. Even though I don't really like deep dish pizza, don't at me, Chicago. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, it was just like nostalgic and and exciting. But it, I think it's so smart just to think about a place that people loved. I was trying to send you stuff from Frankel's, but it's everything they had was has, was sold out for like a week. Like I checked a bunch of times. I didn't um, even know Frankel's they were on, is there. on there. That is yeah. really cool. Um, it's I, like yeah. I that Liza, but Emmy Squared is amazing and honestly is such a good treat because LA doesn't have pizza just kidding we try um <laughs> but and it's funny because it's Detroit style pizza but still it was just it was such a treat it's so thoughtful like I don't know I think especially if you can't be with your family like there's a lot of New Orleans being re- represented on there like if there's mm. even a place you've traveled to together and had a great experience and then you can send like Cafe du Monde I don't remember if they're on there but you know what I don't it's just to me I love food. Everything has been about food other than like, you know, cameo in my recommendations so far. However, I think it's a fun thing to send. Yeah. And I think it's another way you can you can do something thoughtful and also be like, have it be relatively low maintenance. Like everyone likes food, you know, like you're not taking a huge gamble on like, oh, am I going to get them this fancy thing that they may not like or use? Like, I think it's it's I always really like consumable gifts. I like fancy skincare and food and stuff that mm-hmm. is is um you know especially for any of us who live in small spaces like stuff like that I'm like oh well of course I, like this is something I'm gonna use like I know I'm gonna use it um and that's and that's really cool so yeah I feel like that's a that's a smooth move they have lots of good dessert options on there too. I almost sent myself a really absurd I almost ordered myself a junior's cheesecake and oh, I was fuck like yeah maybe maybe later in the in the year maybe for Christmas um but I also think a good gift for family is this is like random and not for everybody's family but I really like giving people um this is so cheesy, but I really like giving people board games, um, especially cheesy. if it's yeah, because like I I love games. I'm like a, a 
uh, I love like having a game night. I've like introduced my family to a lot of board games by giving them as gifts. Like I got my niece Settlers of Catan a bunch of years ago. I am going to be getting somebody in my family. I don't think anyone is actually listening to this podcast, but I'm going to be getting someone code names this year because it's just like really fun. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I feel like it's a thing that if you are going to be together with your family is fun to give because you can be like, great, we're going to play a game. And if not, it's um, it's like, I don't know, they're just I feel like it just is a thing that like makes people happy, especially if you have any kids in your life um, and you just are not sure like what cool gift to get them. I would implore you to just not be cool. And like I have always gotten really good receptions on just like the random obscure board games that I've gotten for mm-hmm. my nieces and nephew. Um, I'm going to shout out a board game. I think it's called Pandemic. This is insane. But I played it before this pandemic. It is a board game that you play all together. Do you know what I'm talking about, Liza? Yes. And in it's fact, I bought, <laughs> I bought it for my nephew because he doesn't he doesn't like to – he, like, doesn't like that people win and lose games. He's, like, very sweet. And uh, he didn't like it because it was scary. And this was before the real oh, fuck. Well, it is scary, but it is – However – It is about you all are on the same team technically. And that sounds like, oh, to me, I'm like, that's a boring game. My family loves getting into fights over who won a game. <laughs> like, But it is a very fun and interesting game to play. It's definitely fun to play together. Like, you play, like, against the game. It's really, yeah, really yeah. fun. And also, if you have a family with a good sense of humor, like, it's lols this year. I would fucking laugh out loud if I yes. opened a board game called Pandemic. Um, yes. Unless, I, I mean, you know your family. And, yes, sorry, I don't mean right to make light of it. Of but it's, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, my family has a dark, twisted uh, sense of humor. Same, so, same. um. Chess. And you can give chess to anyone who watched Queen's Gambit and can't mm-hmm. stop talking about it. Or chess I'm, lessons or something. Chess lessons. Chess I wouldn't be mad getting – I'm like, oh, I want to get into chess just like apparently the entire internet. Like the spikes for <laughs> chess.com memberships went way up. But I, they're like the little roll-up chess set she has in Queen's Gambit. Like if someone got me that, I would maybe get into chess. You know, mm, just smart. <laughs> yeah. Topical. I don't know who would play uh. with me because the person I live with certainly would not. <sighs> Um, all right. Well, what about the all-important gift to self? The gift to self. I know this has gone on so long. I apologize. Uh, That's okay. Here's Tell me what you want to buy yourself, but you have been avoiding because you know you have to buy Christmas presents. A weighted blanket. And this is actually the three things. I just have them listed with a comma, comma and one of them I own. Weighted blanket, soda stream, Eberge pajamas or robe, which is like that fancy pajama company. Soda stream. I have Wait, a soda stream. What's it called? Um, Eberge or Eberge. Oh, They're like yeah. super softy. Like having cute pajamas has never been my forte, but like I got one pajama set and I'm like, I like when they're cute and comfy, you know? So I'm not just in a t-shirt every night. Um, so those are the three things that I have on my list. I would say in addition, it's all the fucking face serums and stuff and beauty, like clean beauty, like that Ilya company was having a great black friday sale i bought myself one thing i wish i bought 10 other things you know god i'm I wish all about having a sale i love their um tinted moisturizer do you it's we've always had the same tinted moisturizers okay that's what i got it hasn't arrived yet so i'm excited Ugh, it's so it's great wait i think that's what i use i it's like a little drop droplets in a yeah that's what yeah. i that's yes. what i got I, and everything else it's looks so lovely okay i'm so excited because yeah. i feel like we've we've usually had similar journeys when it comes to face things but anyways yes. what was on your list Liza? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, God, my list was so sad and adult. Like, as it has been in a while, like, I asked for, like, a, a ninja, like, pressure cooker air fryer. Just- that's, no, that's legit. That's good. Yeah, I was like, it's nice. That's an example of something that's, like, a little bit nicer than I would buy myself. But, you mm-hmm. know, my parents were like, we're going to get you one thing that's, like, kind of nice. And I was like, cool, this is what I want. Um, but I think in – okay, this is a thing that I bought for Jeff last year and now I use all the time. And I would just super recommend everyone buying themselves. And, in fact, I I bought this – so I bought one for my sister and one for Jeff. And then my dad got obsessed with it, so I bought it for my dad. I bought it for one of my best friends. Um, it is a – it is like a heated shoulder massager. It's like Ooh. a full it's, – it's something I tried in a store in Japan – and it like sits, it's like a, it's almost like a scarf that sits over your shoulders, but it has like these balls in it that like, you know, you, like plugs in it, like mm. massage your shoulder, but it has these arm straps that you can pull down on and like kind of like move the massager around your back. It's really hard to describe. <laughs> I should find out what it actually is called. But I would just say like, there's so much shit like that that is well, like this thing costs like 50 bucks and I feel like we all have had a tough year, and if you can afford it, you should buy yourself one ridiculous fucking thing that you want just because. Yep, I agree. I think just pick a thing, and I know it's weird that I threw out SodaStream, but it's because I got one like the first time this pandemic hit when I literally wouldn't go outside of my home and was getting groceries delivered only, um, and seltzer was a problem. So I got one, and that's just like it's a tiny luxury to yourself. I think that there's a – I think the one I got was like $80, so – just these little treats for your kitchen or for your your wellness and bathroom i just fuck yeah yeah okay guys i'm shouting out this massager only because i just think everyone should get one it's 62.99 on amazon it's a nipo shiatsu back and neck massager n-a-i-p-o nipo and it sounds like a vibrator but it's not it is for your shoulders um but yeah theme of this episode is treat yourself yeah get, I mean if you can swing it get yourself something nice and then of course you know another you know something that we haven't shouted out throughout the gift guide but you could gift you for your it's not you should treat yourself as well but there are a lot of people who are struggling so horribly this year and so what I, I would say like for the people in your life you could like gift for them through feeding America or, you know, Black Lives Matter, whatever, you know, you think that person in your life might be interested in. I will also shout something out that I'm actually having trouble getting involved with. Um, the USPS, Operation Santa, Liza, you know this? Mm. So it went active last Friday. I had read some heartbreaking letters from children. It basically, children write letters to Santa, the U- USPS. You can You can adopt a letter and then sponsor their Christmas. And it's this t- year more than anything, I feel like the government has dropped the ball on helping anybody. And every time I've gone on the site so far since Friday, I didn't go. I didn't know how hard it was to adopt a letter. There are no letters available, meaning they're all adopted. So maybe that's a good thing. But I'm hmm. I, I linked it in my personal bio because I'm like, I'll just go on Instagram every morning and click it to remember like on my Instagram bio. Like, I'll just click it and then see if I can adopt. But there are many other things you can do. But I just... I found that very touching, though I haven't had any luck yet, which maybe means that everyone's being very generous this year. I don't know. That's a but. good thing. Yeah. I mean, but in, in place of that, you can anyone can also donate to local food pantries or food um, food banks. Like, that's a huge deal this time of year. The lines in New York 
for food banks the day before Thanksgiving were heartbreaking. I was I was out walking and I was like, oh my god, this is a new must be a new COVID testing site. There was a line wrapped around the block and it was it was hundreds of people deep and I was like, oh, is there a new city MD? And it was a food bank and it's it's just something that you know I've been privileged enough to not think about, but that's yeah I'll, I'm going to be donating to them this holiday season. So that's another thing to do. For your and political aunter uncle, you can donate to John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock in Atlanta uh, or in Georgia to, you know, because as much as that's not, I also just donate to your food bank, but it's weird to donate to politics. But this, these two races mean so much to like what we can do for equity in this country going forward. Um, yeah. And I think being a non-Georgian, donating is the most impactful thing you can do. Yes. And I keep hearing that like they don't need I mean, look, if you are helping other ways, that's great. But they they really don't need phone bank bank volunteers or in-person like they're flooded with um, volunteers, but they do always need money. Yep. I think that's legit. Liza, I'm going to round it out with a Reddit ship. I know we've gone on long. You guys can turn it off. We love you so much, but it's really short and funny. And maybe we'll talk about it more next week. Okay. perfect. All right. My ass is a motherfucking subwoofer. We've been dating for almost a year now, and every time I have to fart, I go to the bathroom and close myself in. But when I let loose the earth shaker, I'm sure she can hear it through the walls. My smell is usually not too bad. It's just deafeningly loud. I want (laughs) to let my intestinal tuba play freely, but I just don't know how she would take it. All I want to do is enjoy a movie with her after enchilada night and not have her interrupt every 10 minutes for a trip to the bathroom for my colon concert. How do I know when it would be okay for me to rip some heavy metal ass around her? I'm sorry if that's not your vibe of humor these days. I just had to read it out real quick. Um, In fucking credible. Also, what is the answer to this question? The thing is, I kind of want to not get too far into it and be like, when you know, you know. They're a year in. At a certain point, you're going to have to fart in front of each other. This is a very, like, it, it is a man talking about his girlfriend. And he's trying Honestly, to have some fun and go viral. So he's using lots of tuba and, sa- like, concerto noises. Uh, I think it's going to happen. And we don't have to judge each other about body noises. For sure. Mad props to him for waiting a year. I don't know a lot of men <laughs> who would do that. And I think he's a good person for doing that I think like always maybe try not to just rip them rip them rip them rip them like if you're really having I think he needs to go to the doctor but you should never be judged for your toots and that's yes. what I will say and maybe you know have a conversation about it ask determine what kind of household you are we're a <laughs> fart <true>. positive household <laughs> and sometimes you just gotta talk it out you can cut this out I don't know why I've also <laughs> need to read that <laughs> I get it I appreciate it I think it's the right tone to end on um, everybody listening, we love you. Let your tush tuba or what do you call it? <laughs> Let your tush tuba. I like it. That's your um, fart flag pie. Exactly. <laughs> um, we love you guys so much and we will be back next week with a special guest and anything else? No. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.